from WUSC-FM and HD1 Columbia, I'm Flynn Snyder. And I'm Trey Martin. This is Hot Topics from WUSC News. This show is all about the most up-to-date arts, music, and entertainment news in Columbia and beyond. Today, we're discussing Chance the Rapper's collaboration with Ralph Lauren and the future of virtual clothing. Also, for all you Apple users out there, the tech company released its new iOS for iPhone users, and we'll talk about the new Watch and iPad series soon to hit store shelves. And we're talking with Historic Columbia about what a virtual festival is and how coronavirus is affecting their plans for the fall. That's all coming up on Hot Topics. First, the news. Live from WSC News, I'm Tyler Fedor. The historic Babcock Building, which has stood in Columbia since 1885, was burnt to the ground Saturday morning in a fire that engulfed the building, gutting the inside and causing the dome to collapse. WSC's Troy Dassing reports. The historic Babcock Building, located in the Bull Street District of Columbia, was engulfed in flames early Saturday morning. Officials fought for the fire for over 10 hours after calls started to come in around 6.45 a.m. that morning. Fire officials say that the fire reached three-alarm status and reached all three floors of the building. Columbia Fire Chief Jenkins says there is, quote, significant fire damage to the building. The spire on top of the Babcock Building has been completely destroyed. The Babcock Building used to be a part of the state hospital and was built in the mid-1800s. The building has been on the National Register of Historic Places since 1981. There is still no known cause of the fire at this time, however, the Columbia Police are seeking at least six people of interest. This is Troy Dassing reporting, WSC News. Today at a Senate appropriations meeting, the U.S. government discussed a plan intended to make the COVID-19 vaccine free for all Americans when one is found. This plan aimed to start gradually sometime in January or possibly this year, but eventually work its way getting to getting vaccine to every American. The Pentagon, do, the Pentagon does plan to be involved in distribution of a vaccine, but civilian workers will be the ones giving the shots. The plan, however, has been met with skepticism as Center for Disease Control Director Robert Redfield has had concerns levied towards him claiming that Trump appointees have been making changes in medical findings of the CDC regarding the coronavirus. Highlights of the plan include double doses of the vaccine, with the two doses being 21 to 28 days apart, a beginning with a limited source of vaccines meant for those most in danger from COVID-19 and eventually gradually scaling up and making the vaccine free for all. Former Democratic presidential nominee Michael Bloomberg recently said he'd give $100 million to help Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden's campaign in Florida as November draws closer. WSC's Sarah Hudak-Jeffries reports. On Sunday, former New York mayor and former Democratic presidential candidate Mike Bloomberg pledged to give $100 million to the party nominee Joe Biden's campaign to help him win the state of Florida. While Florida is a must-win state for President Trump's campaign, there are several routes for Joe Biden to get the 270 electoral votes to win the election. Therefore, according to Bloomberg senior advisor Kevin Sheakey, Bloomberg's donation will mean that, quote, Democrats in the Biden campaign can invest more heavily in other key states like Pennsylvania, which will be critical to a Biden victory, unquote. During his run for president, Bloomberg spent about $1 billion, and his net worth is estimated to be above $50 billion. He committed to spend whatever it takes to defeat Trump, and this donation to the Biden campaign shows that he's followed through. Democrats will now be waiting to see if Bloomberg is willing to spend his money in other battleground states, like North Carolina or Georgia. 
This is Sarah Hudak Jeffrey with WSC News. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 36 points today. The Nasdaq fell 139 points, and the S&P 500 fell 15 points. It's currently 72 degrees outside with a low of 71 tonight, and the high for tomorrow is 78 degrees with a low of 69. I'm Tyler Fedor, and you're listening to WSC News. It's 6.05. Spurs up, masks up, Gamecocks. I'm University of South Carolina student body president Izzy Rushton. And I'm President Bob Caslin. Let's prevent the spread of COVID-19. Keep your distance, no matter the location. Get tested. Wash your hands. Wear face coverings. In class and on campus, in restaurants, and in every social setting around Columbia. And take the I Pledge Columbia promise. We are Gamecocks, so spurs up, masks up, Gamecocks. We'll We'll get get through through this this together. together. And welcome, welcome to another episode of Hot Topics here on 90.5 WSCFM and HD1 Columbia. I'm Flynn Snyder. And I'm Trey Martin. Trey, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's very dreary outside. Uh, not some good weather because of Hurricane Sally, I believe, is yeah. coming in in the Gulf Coast. So it, it's not been very motivating today. No, it's, it's been very gloomy and dreary outside, but hopefully we're going to change that for everyone listening today. Yes, we're about to bring some energetic content to y'all's ears. As always, rain or shine, we always bring the energy. But, uh, you know, it's been a very big, like, music news day today. Uh, we're going to be talking about two separate topics. Uh, and we're going to start out talking about kind of a cool fusion between tech and the music industry. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So on Monday night, uh, the clothing brand Ralph Lauren and Chance the Rapper, who is a rapper uh, by his title. I wonder what gave uh, that away. <laughs> yes, they uh, they collaborated for a like live-streamed concert that was streamed on um, Ralph Lauren's website as well as all of their social media channels. Um, and they had this cool thing where I think you could sign up or like subscribe to their Snapchat and you would get in like the waiting room. So you'd be like a VIP for this concert. And then they had the virtual concert, which lasted about 25 minutes. Um, so it was, it was pretty short, but he, he did a full live set, um, in a Ralph Lauren store based in Chicago, which Hmm. is where he is from. Uh, so it was it was really cool uh, because obviously Chance the Rapper has a good live sound. He's got so many live instruments um, in his music. Uh, but but we were talking about just how weird of a collaboration it was because this event was also done for Bitmoji. Ralph Lauren is now going to have their clothes offered as like a Bitmoji brand. So, you know, if you are sending Bitmojis on your phone, you can put a, a, a polo shirt on, on, yeah. your, on your character. And, and so now we've, we've got all these different styles and all these different things, like, collaborating here. And if for everyone, like, listening, you know, if, in case no one knows what a Bitmoji is, what is a Bitmoji? So a Bitmoji is, like, an um, emoticon. Uh, so I, I believe that's the official word. Is like we're getting technical here. Official, yeah. yeah. So it's it's like you know the wink the winky face the smiley face on the phone. You take that and and then Apple made emojis, which were kind of more complicated versions of that. They they looked more real, more mm-hmm. more people like. Uh, um, and then those evolved into bit emojis, which were full on cartoons that look 
pretty people try to get them to look, they you either get them to look exactly like you or the complete opposite like, yeah like the, there's two kinds of people in this world yeah you, exactly. either, you either are like okay i'm just gonna have fun with this or you're like this has to be exactly like me well and then there are the people that think their bitmojis look like them and you're just like nah it does not look like <laughs> yeah they, uh, they they sometimes kind of try to flatter themselves but, with but that. what an interesting way of like cross promotion you know because obviously that's great you know airtime for chance the rapper but you know now because i you know this is not new like they've had clothing brands before um for bitmojis and stuff but now i guess you can add the uh, polo ralph lauren uh line to it as well and it's funny too because a lot of a lot of the times like i care more about like the clothes my bitmoji is wearing rather than myself like i could go out in like a baseball cap and sweats but my bitmoji is going to be like with the tux and you know so right exactly i'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing uh more about what the uh, ralph Lauren line is bringing oh yes and so we wanted to now segue to something that's uh, kind of overtaken the twitter world uh but this is also involving a chicago-based artist uh so Chance the Rapper from Chicago, he was doing a show in Chicago on Monday, on Tuesday night and all day today. Kanye West has been all over Twitter, and and this is something that we have said a lot this year, um, and I'm sure that a lot of people are probably tired of hearing it. Uh, But in this case, I believe he actually has kind of a compelling argument in in what he's trying to say. Um, And so... um, what he is kind of going on the record is is he's trying to i think get out of his music deal um with with um universal music group and he believes that artists are basically being exploited by these companies mm. uh specifically black artists um and and it's something that's relevant in the realms of coronavirus because nowadays artists can't tour and that's how artists make their money right for these labels so now labels don't have any money to invest back into the artists so these artists are really um getting the short end of the stick when it comes to these things um and they already don't make that much money off of their own music they don't own their own masters they don't own their own production because they're signed to these labels yeah um and and so it it seems like kanye is really trying to take on a a huge power shift here uh and and coronavirus might have wiped the table clean and 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 it's very interesting to see where this could go for music in general yeah i mean it it's definitely interesting the virus in general has kind of put a lot of things on the table in a lot of different industries and you know as outspoken as Kanye West is about a lot of things, like this isn't just him that have brought up the issues, you know, that has brought up this issue. Um, many artists in the past um, have talked about how they feel kind of exploited by their uh, labels and have really tried to, you know, use kind of their, um, you know, star power and their fame to get out of their contracts. And Kanye West doing it in very typical Kanye West fashion, a very outspoken uh, kind of bombastic way on t- on Twitter, um, you know, filling his feet all day with just rants and, you know, but I mean, obviously for a cause that's very important to a lot of artists. Yes. And so a lot of people might look at it and, you know, whenever I first saw it, I was like, oh, brother, here goes Kanye. Yeah, exactly. But but I feel like this is an issue that uh, some of the things you might be able to dismiss and, and some of the things he's doing 
uh, some of the way he, he's definitely not taking the high road mm-hmm. about a lot of these things. And so you might like that might discredit it a little bit, but I feel like the general argument is, um, a, a very good one. And it, it's very compelling to see how it's going to affect things moving forward. Absolutely. And I'm uh, interested to see how everything is going to be resolved because, you know, Kanye West, it's like, you know, as outspoken as he is, he has a lot of followers and people really do listen when he speaks. So I, it will be interesting to see how people react and other artists react, you know, as a result. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know, why don't we take a dive and switch gears now into the tech world? A lot of big tech news today and, uh, this, uh, week in general just in time for the holidays too um apple had a big event uh earlier this week and where they announced a slew of new products updates to current ones and a new operating system as well uh we'll start with the apple watch uh there's two versions of the apple watch coming out the apple watch 6 which is going to take over as their flagship apple watch and it's interesting you know because obviously uh this is a very important uh feature that this is going to have but they're going to have blood oxygen monitoring in all their new uh, Apple Watch 6 watches, which is apparently new to the whole watch series. I I want to know the technology behind that. It's like interesting. Like, blood I, oxygen monitoring. I don't know how they pick through it. Through your skin. Yeah. Well, it's like I, like, I wear an Apple Watch, and there's always this green laser, like, on the bottom of the watch that I'll just notice at random parts That's of the day. not weird. It, it, yeah, it's not weird at all, you know? And, uh... But like I'll just be like, why is there a laser on my uh, in my wrist? It right feels kind of hot, right? Yeah, right? I'm like, like I'm burning. Yeah, exactly. My uh, so you know, maybe it's been uh, taking my blood oxygen this far. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, they're also releasing kind of what they do for their iPhone. They release kind of like a cheaper version. Um, they're doing that for their watch now. So they're going to have an Apple Watch SC starting at just $2, two, $2 I wish, $279. Um, and it promises twice the power of the Apple Watch 3. Um, and then, yeah, so everyone's kind of like comparing the two and stacking it up online. So you can check that out if you'd like. Also big for like a lot of creative people, um, the iPad Air 4, which promises to be Apple's most advanced iPad Air yet, is coming out with incredible speed, they say. And uh, they're calling it a seamless liquid retina display uh, with a lot of fun color options. I think they said they have four or five different finishes. So kind of like the iPhone, how they've been doing, um, you can now choose a color for your iPad. And then the uh, iPad 8, the newest version of the uh, just mainstream tablet, um, it has a new processing chip, um, so it promises to hold a lot uh, more data and be a lot faster. And then uh, some interesting stuff just uh, in the non-device realm, um, Apple released Apple Fitness Plus, which is a fitness service that allows you to enjoy a variety of workouts on through your Apple ID on any uh, device and uh, see re- real-time metrics that connect to your Apple Watch. Um, and that's kind of like their subscription. Sur- it's kind of like the exercise version of Netflix, I would, or the Netflix version of exercise. I that's a say. great analogy. Yeah. There. Like you just pay for a lot of like workout videos. And, you know, honestly, if Apple's behind it, it's probably going to be good. You know? Oh, yes. Yeah. And then it's, it's great for, you know, they're like, hey, subscribe to our Fitness Plus program and buy our watch so you can track your metrics in real time. And then uh, this is kind of interesting. Apple One. This is a new kind of subscription package that they also were offering. Um, and they're offering services such as Apple Arcade, Apple TV Plus, Apple Music, and uh, Apple News, which are all kind of like for $15 per month, you can get all those services because they have just basic services for those. But you can buy a deluxe version as well. So a lot of news coming out from uh, Apple recently. And did you mention iOS 14? That's right. How could software I forget? System? iOS 14, I believe it was released today and will be rolled out throughout the week for various users. 
Um, and I think it, uh, the big takeaway from that is that you can finally categorize where your apps go. So like on your home screen, you can bundle it to where like you can put the apps that you use most frequently in bundles on your home screen. It's, the layout's going to be different. Um, obviously, they have just general updates that they always do. But I am looking forward to downloading it to my phone pretty soon. Yes, and I was just thinking... I. I thought we were on like iOS nine. I, I know. Swear. It, all of a sudden, it's like it's just like this whole year. Like it's already September already. We're gonna be but... adults, and iOS thirty is gonna Ugh, come out. Yeah. I'd be like, I remember when iOS eight was like, people were like jailbreaking their yeah. phones to oh try to gosh. get that stuff early. Like it, it was awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna be like fifty, and I'll be like, these young whippersnappers. <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, thirty two or whatever. Exactly. Um, and then really quick, want to mention on the flip side for the gaming uh, world, just in time for the holidays. Uh, PlayStation PS5 is coming out um, and I know a lot of people are looking forward to that there's two versions that they're gonna release um, one it will cost uh, $500 um, and then there's a digital edition that will cost $400 um, pre-order begins I believe tomorrow at select retailers so you can check that out there right in time for the holidays we are getting to that kind of point where we're, people are starting to make their Christmas holiday lists so uh, yeah looking forward to uh, People's, people are going to be cash balling out yes, this uh, holiday season. Yes, lots of new season. technology. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, Trey, why don't you tell everybody what we have coming up uh, so, in our next block? So, yes, in our next block, we are going to interview James Quint. James Quint is the director of education at Historic Columbia, who we talked about on last week's episode. We're super excited to speak with him, but we'll have more after the break. Can't you catch a whale with a worm? Dad, can we go to the moon on vacation? If you think it's tough answering these questions, imagine the ones you'll get if your child is diagnosed with cancer. CureSearch.org is a website that can help. It connects you to the doctors and scientists whose collaborative research has turned childhood cancer from a nearly incurable disease to one with an overall cure rate of 78%. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. And welcome back to Hot Topics here on 90.5 from WUSC News. Uh, and we have a really cool interview coming up this uh, segment. Trey, why don't you tell people about it? Yes, so we, uh, on our show last week, Flynn mentioned um, mus- the Music in the Garden series that Historic Columbia was going to do. And so we reached out to Historic Columbia. Um, and so now we have James Quint here. James um, is the Director of Education, I believe, at Historic Columbia. James, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Thanks for having me. All right, perfect. I'm just glad that this works because I was just I was like very nervous. I was like, oh god, he's not going to be able to hear me. Yeah, we're doing this a little different for everyone listening at home. James is joining us via Zoom today, which is our first Zoom remote uh, interview. So, James, you're making history here on the show today. <laughs> but James, go ahead and uh, just start off and, and tell us a little bit about what Historic Columbia is. We we talked about it a little bit on our show last week, uh, but I'm sure you could go into much better detail than us. Yeah, so Historic Columbia is an organization that shares the history of Columbia, USC, Richland County, and so our mission is to just uh, get people interested in history, talk about the importance of historic preservation, that's the preservation of historic buildings, and of course find fun ways, interesting ways, for people to engage with the past and how it connects to their lives today. 
Yes, and um, Historic Columbia has an event coming up this weekend, um, and it is the Virtual Jubilee Festival of Black History and Culture. Um, it's presented by Bank of America, and it's going to be on this Saturday, September 19th, from noon to 3 p.m. Um, and so, uh, James, what are some of the things that people could expect if they were going to come to this virtual festival? Yeah, so this is a brand new experience for us, too, because this is an event that we normally have in person every year at one of our historic sites. And so we usually draw about 7,000 people out uh, for this uh, day-long festival. And so this year, though, because of the pandemic, we want to keep people safe. And so we are doing it virtually. And so we have a great partner, Watch Fox, and they are helping us showcase all of the different elements that make this festival great. And so really, this festival is about um, showcasing the importance, uh, the important history, the achievements of black history and culture in South Carolina. And so we have musicians, we have uh, activists that are, are active in our community today, fighting for issues, advocating for issues. We foster intergenerational conversations and really showcase historic crafts and all the different experiences about the black past. That sounds incredible. So I know that going to, whenever you put on a festival, one of the uh, most memorable things about a festival is just being there, the experience right. that you get. The atmosphere. Um, yes. So uh, what are you guys um, trying to focus on that's going to attempt to bring that atmosphere to the people at home? Yeah, that's a great question, Trey. Um, a lot of what we're doing this year is focusing on how the past connects with current events. So um, especially students that have been attending for USC for more than just this, this semester so far, this is an opportunity for people to kind of think about how events in Columbia, especially recently, whether it's the Black Lives, La Black Lives Matters movement, the conversations around the monuments on the Statehouse grounds and how um, building names even on campus are, are uh, being influenced by students right now, this festival is going to be doing that, at least making a lot of those connections. So we have leaders of the Black Lives Movement, photographers like Crush Russ, musicians like Afrenay and others that really have a presence locally who are going to be talking with us. And whether it's musicians' lyrics, whether it is the Black Lives Matter movement leaders, they're going to be there talking about modern day events. So if somebody uh, wants to attend this, if somebody's listening that hasn't heard about it, um, is it free? How, how would they sign up to join? Yeah, absolutely free. So um, I would imagine that most folks who are listening to this station are, are going to want to tune in and, and stream it online. So you can either go to jubileesc.org, which is Historic Columbia's festival page, and you can find all the links to stream it there. If you have the STIR app, which is a streaming app for Fox uh, Television, you can tune into that, or you can just go to watchfox.com and tune in there. Or if you happen to have those digital rabbit ears, it's 57.2, which shows a lot of the high school football games. Well, it's we, we've been talking a lot on this show about how people are adapting in the age of coronavirus, um, and this is just yet another example of uh, a, an organization that the core of their business is, you know, working with people and, and uniting people and in, informing people. Um, and you guys are really showing that, that you've got a lot of ingenuity. Um, so what are uh, some of the other things that you guys have planned in the future um, that, that may or may not be the same as, as last year? 
Yeah, so we've had to be really creative about the partnerships that we enter into. And so um, I, I know you mentioned that we have this Music in the Gardens, which is a partnership with the Philharmonic Orchestra. Um, coming up at the end of October, on October 30th, we're going to be showing a movie in the garden. And that's through a partnership as well. So we're going to be showing Hocus Pocus. And then later in the holiday season, we're going to be showing National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So those would be great events for um, for your audience to, to look into and, and think about. We're also taking our trick or treat event that we host every year to a little bit of a different format instead of welcoming thousands of people onto the gardens and the grounds we're going to have kind of a, a drive-through trick-or-treat event uh, where uh, between our two properties um, th they'll be able to kind of enjoy that um, so lots of different ways that we're we're still having physical events as well as virtual but also welcoming people well, Historic Columbia does not seem to be slowing down at all. No, and those, they do not. Those all sound like amazing events. James, thank you so much for joining us here and being our first ever Zoom interview here on Hot Topics. Well, thanks, guys, for having me. I really enjoyed being on today. Yeah, so if you guys want to figure out more about the Historic Columbia's uh, Jubilee Festival, uh, you can visit their website, historiccolumbia.org. Um, it's right there on their homepage. But, uh, Flynn, do you have anything else for us? I cannot wait for that drive through trick-or-treat and the uh, movies in the garden. That sounds really fun. Oh, yes. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Hot Topics. Make sure to tune in every Wednesday at 6 p.m. for the week's biggest stories in arts, music, and entertainment news in Columbia and beyond. Hot Topics is a production by WUSC News and Garnet Media Group and is produced by Troy Dasting and Ward Jollis. Be sure to tune in to Politically Inclined from WUSC News every Monday at 6 and Localize every Friday at 6 p.m. I'm Flint Snyder. I'm Trey Martin. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and remember to keep it hot.